This is education for the self-starters, the go-getters, and the big dreamers. So if you're looking for a university that believes in your potential as much as you do, this is the school for you. At Strayer University, we've been in the D.C. area for over 130 years, and we're always adapting to students' ever-changing needs in this ever-changing region, so you can keep striving. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV. What's going on, everybody? Very excited for this episode of Big Thing. Happy Monday to everyone, by the way. I got the great Dan Merle on the show, and man, are we going to talk about some stuff today. Dan just told me he saw Nightmare Alley. I'm going to get his brief thoughts on that for sure. We'll talk about West Side Story. Oh, we'll talk about Paolo in, uh, in House of Gucci for sure. Spider-Man. The Marvel, all of it. We have so much to talk about with me and the greatest movie trivia showdown player of all time. So we're going to talk about that with him in just a little bit. And before we do that, everybody, would you be so kind? Go ahead and click that subscribe button. Do that notification. You know how it works. Do that, please. And if you haven't already, go and subscribe to us on podcast feed. Uh, rate, review, follow us on Spotify, all that. It's been so, so helpful. And I appreciate it very much. But again, you hear me talk all the time. I got Dan Merle in studio, you humps. Let's talk about it. Let's do it. It's me. It's you. It's Dan Merle. It's the big thing. Let's do it. What's up, everybody? Welcome back. Happy Monday. It's big thing. Christian Harloff here. I hope you're enjoying your day. hope you enjoyed your weekend. I hope you enjoyed the spectacular. Did you get it on pay-per-view? If you didn't, you can still get it on pay-per-view. It's not going to be on public until this Friday. So I hope you did that. One of those people that was at the spectacular, he is the great Dan Merle. What up, Dan? How you doing? Good. I, I enjoyed the spectacular so much, I regrew my beard. The whole way. The whole way. Yeah. <laughs> I liked it. Um... We are, of course, and it's, it's nobody's secret. We're doing a little pre-tape. Dan's in in, um, in studio because we have the spectacular coming up. Very excited about that. It's going to be a hell of a show, and I'm excited to do it. But we were talking yesterday. I'm like, you know, didn't even think about this. Are you are you available? Let's let's do it because this is more our speed. We haven't really talked movies, you and I. Just no. kind of sh- you know, shut the shit for a long, kind of long time. A long time, and it's great to be face-to-face, like, yeah. not through a screen. Yeah, and we don't have to mask rare. up on this one too, no. which is good too. It's very nice. It's very nice. So uh, there's so much we have. We have, and usually it's it's funny because I think, and correct me if I'm wrong here, but I think even because we first met back in the day um, when Mark and I were doing um, screen junkies, and and we just kind of always hit it off. And you were editing back then. You were even on camera. <clears> no, I was point. doing like I would come in and like help direct. And yeah, then, yeah, I was editing the yeah. show. So I didn't. Yeah, we just kind of talked. Well, before and after you guys were doing stuff. I remember. And then um, we, we just kind of hit it off. But I but I, I always feel like we're close. To, we're usually on the same page for a lot of stuff with, with films. Um, sometimes, if and even if we're able to we're, we're be cordial when we don't agree mm-hmm. with each other and kind of understand. I, I always like talking movies with you because it's like, oh, really? You like that part of it? I didn't see it the same way because. Right. And and I and strangely enough, and I don't know if it's just because it's a smaller channel and I only have right now at the moment like 24,000. The conversations have been pleasant here. They have, yeah. And have they been pleasant on yours? They have been. Have, They're largely isn't that nice? very pleasant, isn't that which nice? is it is very nice. And yeah. I mean, that's something that I always try to stress when I make a review is 
um, you know, the way that the internet works and, you know, so many channels out there, like it's easy to fall into that thing of like, all right, best worst thing ever, because you know what? It, there's been some times where I have thought that the movie is the worst thing ever or right. really bad. And I, it generates a lot of t clicks and attention. Yeah. Like a movie we're going to talk about house of Gucci, you know, I could put myself on the thumbnail going like, uh, because that's how I really feel right. about the movie. Right. You're not trying to say, Oh, uh, you know, it's a, someone came up to actually Kalinowski was on, we we're doing Sith, Sith council. And he said to me, he goes, um, I never can tell with your thumbnails if you like the movie or don't like the movie, yeah. if you're making fun of it. Cause West side story, I was just kind of like singing, but I do that on purpose sometimes too. You know, yeah. I do that. You know, it's, it, but it, it just depends. But I always try to encourage. It's just like, I, I don't, and, and most critics don't, I'd say maybe 10% of critics think that like my opinion is the truth. And if you don't agree with me, you're stupid. Like right. maybe even fewer than 10%. But I always try to say like, it's like, listen, I'm lucky to have a voice, but like, I'm just some, I'm some guy off the street. See, you know that's why like? I don't consider myself a critic because of that. Like I consider myself somebody who just, and I, I know, tomato tomato as far as reviewing movies and critiquing movies i just have always come from the school of like to me uh like leonard malton's a critic right yeah. you know like, like bibiani i think is a critic oh yeah like alonzo i disagree with him all the 75 percent of the me, time me too. but like i've never seen him have an opinion that i'm like that wasn't very well thought out like no he's nah. he's like that's what a critic does and that's what a critic he's a is. critic to me he's a critic uh alonzo duralde the late great james raunchy who just passed away uh yeah. was was a critic those are critics i don't find myself to be a critic i find myself to be someone who i i i, I just reviewed a movie i saw i gave my thoughts on it mm -hmm. if you're if you i like to talk to people when i'm doing my reviews the same way that you and i are talking now i'm not going to do Bibiani sits down. You see, I would almost put you in that critic uh, category, though, because I know you're just a guy who talks movies, but you do so much research and you're so well thought out. And what you do, I, I just talk like an asshole, you know? Yeah, but I also like I don't grade. I don't. Yeah. Well, I don't grade on my channel. Like I, when I go on Rotten Tomatoes, uh, it's it's sort of like a you know rock in a hard place because I don't like the binary thing. Yeah. So I do give like a rating on Rotten Tomatoes because I don't want it to just be like, you know, fresh rotten. Right, like, right. When people are like, why don't you grade? Why don't you give a grade? Why don't you give a grade? It's like, because like to me, it's not about the grade. It's about the discussion. It's about the conversation. Yeah. So like when I'm reviewing a movie, it's like, this is what I think of the movie and I want to break it down. But I, you know, I don't want you to fast forward to the end of the video to see like, oh, did he give it a, you know, four ducks or did he give it two right, right. bald eagles? Like that's, it's at that point, it just becomes, that's why it's weird. Like my favorite critics, Roger Ebert. Yeah. I think that he was one of the best critics if you read his stuff. But at the same time, he and Gene Siskel sort of changed the game to thumbs up, thumbs down. Right. Uh, because it, it, it it's the same as the YouTube thumbnails. It clicks. It traffics. Right. It's easy. Right. It's it's people can tell. It's a green splat. It's a red. You know. Right. A, right. a lot of people. I do I do Rotten Tomatoes stuff on my show all the time on charts. People are like, why are you so caught up on Rotten Tomatoes? It's like because there's so much more behind it than right. just a, a percentage number and a little thing. And and it, you know, yeah. nuance. I would say nuance is boring. But I like I like nuance. So, yeah, yeah, I get know. it. I I still it's funny. I think it's just because of nostalgia things. I still do. I'll throw the schmo thing in there. Yeah, you know, and this came from Mark and I doing the, the schmo system. But I feel the same. It's like, oh yeah, how do I feel about this? Uh, blah blah blah. I want. Would you give? Well, obviously, you didn't give anything because you don't give ratings. But I gave a four point five for West Side Story. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't see, at this point. Your review has been up for a little bit. So, what did you think? I loved it. I loved it. I and I went in like. How? How can you? Because it's so like I, you know, I mean, obviously the, the original movie's got some stuff that's like not necessarily tied to the performances, the content of the movie, but just like it was made in the '60s and they did some dumb stuff. In the right. 60s. 
but I was just like, how can, how can you improve it? And I can't. And I just, I was blown away. It's it's one of my favorite movies. Do you know how the I think that the major reason right away, even going into it, accepting of it, less so. Like if they if someone remade Rocky, right? It's gonna be very hard to get me on board with that. Like even Karate Kid, which I don't think was a bad remake. Mm-hmm. It was just it, it's just not the same, right? There's no yeah. reason to me to, to remake it. What do you bring into it? What are you adding to it? Yeah, but the difference for me right away with this was that how many iterations of West Side Story have been done in Broadway on high school stages and mm-hmm. college? St- that screen is Steven Spielberg's stage. Yeah. So what's the difference? You know, like, like the, this is not because the 1961 movie is not the original. The play is the original. The play is just an adaptation. of the, So this wasn't some movie that was just some holy Bible movie that there are movies like that for sure that you that is, you got if you touch it, you got to be careful. This is Spielberg. This is a, this is a love letter to the play, mm-hmm. to the music. And boy, did this dude deliver in that Steven Spiel. This is when he has the magic. Yeah. He's still like. This He's thing's beautiful, it. dude. It's gorgeous. Beautiful. And, and what I loved was like, you know, and I talk about it, it's like he didn't go in there saying like, I'm going to radically reinvent West Side didn't. Story. didn't. Because he knows that like 80% of it's already there. But it's things like, you know, uh, Mara. I went with Mara. Yeah. She'd never seen them. Uh, oh, ever. And never oh. seen the movie. Hadn't heard most of the music. Wow. That's fun, though. And three minutes okay. in, she looks at me and she was like, oh, my God. Oh, that's great. And 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 part of it that I think it it, it opened things up so much because, like, I love the original. So Mara loved it. Mara loved it. Yeah. She was blown away awesome. by it. And and I loved it, too. And what I love is, like, things like, you know, even, like, numbers like the Officer Krupke song. And I told her, like, because we're going to watch the original. Yeah, I just point. watched it last night with my daughter. It's like, that song is great, but, like, in the in the uh, original movie, they're in, they're in, the, they're in the store. What's well, also Riff is part of it. Riff's Riff not, in, Riff's it, not right. in this one. And it's like a lot of the songs are like they're in a room. Yeah. And what Spielberg does is like he just opens this thing up so much and is able to, and Janusz Kaminski shot the hell out of this yeah. thing and it looks great, but to be able to go out in the streets and these big wide shots yep. and like stuff that you couldn't necessarily do at that scale in the 60s, he's just like the, the, the world is my oyster here and I am just going to open this thing up and it's like... I'm Steven Spielberg and here's my West Side Story. Yeah. And this is what he was going to do and I think that... The, I felt the same exact way that you did. I watched, um, I, know, I know the 61 version very well. My mom showed it to me when I was younger. I watched it many times. I tell the story on this show that my brother was maybe five at the mm-hmm. time. And this song, he said, Maria, Maria, I'll never stop saying Maria. My five-year-old brother goes, fine. Turns the TV off. and goes, we're not going to watch this anymore. And turns <laughs> it off. <laughs> and I always remember that particular thing. But I remember like, uh, and being a theater kid at Florida State, yeah. uh, like it just, it just, when I was 10 years old, I was in a, a acting program and it was the first time I really remember being a part of it, learning the songs, the sharks, the jets, all of it. Yeah. Right. But I also remember like when you watch Rita Moreno sing the America song, they're in a soundstage. Yeah. And now and it's amazing. It's but- amazing. But, but it just, like you said, you're limited to what you can do. Yeah. The, the woman who plays, uh, uh Ariana DeBose. Oh my God. God, so good. every the casting I thought in this thing, I and we'll get into the Ansel Egort side of it as far as the 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 performance in a second. But like yeah. I, I was watching her and these standouts. Holy crap! The casting in this movie is fantastic. Rachel Ziegler, oh, I, I superstar. About, it's 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 like it's. I can only think of a few times where I'm watching a movie and it's someone that I haven't seen before, and yeah. I'm like, that person's going to be an a, a megastar. You can't stop watching her. No. 
She's and, yeah, and, brilliant. And, and God bless and rest in peace to Natalie Wood. And and her accent is actually pretty good in in the movie. But she, in no world should she be cast as Maria, right? She was a, she was a name. She was the name. Yeah. And but in no world today no. would she be cast as Maria. No. She, no. For many, many for many reasons. many different reasons. But but <laughs> this was a and and I, I, again comparing because I had not seen West Side Story the the sixty one version in a little bit, but I remembered it enough, right? And then I watched West Side Story, the Spielberg version. It's in my head the whole time. And I was kind of singing the songs around the house. It's hard not to afterwards. And my daughter was like, what is that? My daughter is interested in plays and stuff too. And she, I started showing, I showed her the America thing. She fell in love with it. She's like, can we watch the movie? And I was like, do you want to wait for the new one? Or do you want to watch? She's like, no, I want to watch the original first. Wow. So we watched it and we watched the 61 version. And she, she she's like, I liked it a lot better up and before the rumble because nobody's died. Right. right, and she was she was super sad and everything too. Welcome but to Broadway kid, welcome <laughs> to Broadway. And life ain't all sunshine and rainbows, right? But but um, comparing it and watching that, it was an interesting thing to do because, like I said, the riff thing with Officer Krupke bothered me at, when I watched it in at first. Mm-hmm. He wasn't in it. Yeah. It was actually Roca yeah. who said, "Yeah, but think about it. They portray this riff. He's he's less goofy." Mm-hmm. in this one or he's like you know and he's more they want to portray him as more serious got more of that 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 edge and it doesn't make sense for him to be there for that one and right. i agreed i agreed yeah. with him when he said that yeah well and they also like without giving too much away but there's one there's one number that like i actually when i watch the 61 version is kind of my least favorite because i think it stops things dead in this track that's boy boy yeah yeah boy. yeah yeah right you just had this big thing happen yes. and then the yes. movie just kind of stops and yeah. they're just in this room like, they gave it to they gave it to what's they, they switch they switch yeah. the order around yeah. it's actually one of my yeah. favorite numbers because it makes sense where it is it yep. makes sense why they're doing it it's a completely different motivation but they got business to yep. do and there's a whole thing like i said you know without giving too much away but they, like like it's 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 more with tony and riff yep and and it like it just comes alive and it's like they took one of my least favorite parts from the original and completely changed I it, agree with but you. But I wasn't sitting there like, oh, what are they doing? Because Spielberg obviously has respect because of everything else he does. It's like the choreography, like Jerome Robbins. You can see all yeah. of that original stuff in yep. there. And the music yep. is beautifully, like David Newman, like he, he arranges it beautifully. But like they didn't go in and change around all this stuff. It wasn't No, he like, stayed very uh, true. Other movies where they're like, well, I'm going to turn this song into like, uh, like when they did Lion King and they turned uh, Be Prepared into like a spoken beat oh, poetry right, right, or whatever right, right. the hell it was. It's like, no, they know it works. And Spielberg's going to kind of do some stuff. You're right. Yeah. The changes that he made were so subtle yeah. that they were subtle enough that in my head I'm going, was that in the original movie? I don't remember it being in the original movie. And then when you watch, like, no, he changed it up, mm-hmm. but it wasn't so jarring no. that it was that it hurt the story. Nothing that he changes hurts the story. Nothing that he does changes the story. No. He just maneuvers things around a little differently to tell the story to where I think that there are some improvements in, the, in this movie. Yeah. Like, very much so. Ansel Edgord, not getting into the controversies and everything, too, because yeah. to be completely honest with you, I'm not well-read enough about it to say what I know and what I don't know. Yeah. So I don't know enough about it. I'm the same. I mean, it's like I, people brought it up, and it's, several people didn't, and I'm just like, I get it. It's it's. I just don't know enough about it. I don't yeah. know enough about it to whether to say, or I don't know. I don't know enough about it. What I will say is what people were going after with him were saying that they didn't think he had chemistry. They thought he was boring. Um, they thought that he he wasn't he didn't have that thing. I disagree. I actually liked him in the role. I thought that he I thought he had great chemistry with her. I thought she was the standout. Mm-hmm. I thought she outshined him. But I thought she, I thought they worked well. I believe that they were in love. Yeah. And I actually thought that he's a little um, like because even again not giving anything away. 
they they give something new to Tony in this that mm-hmm. wasn't in the original. Something like kind of his past. Yeah. And um, and I bought it with him. And I bought it with him. And I said, okay, that's and and I understood him trying this this thing. How why? In the originally, he he just doesn't want to be part of the Jets anymore. There's no motivation as far as why. He's like, ah, I'm, yeah. I'm a grocery boy now. I'm just done. I, I, I don't want to do yeah. it. Yeah, and that's it. But there's a motivation here, and I thought he did it well. Did you like him in this movie? I did. I, when I was talking about, because in my review, I'm going down, and it's like all of these things. And yeah, Rachel Zegler, and yeah. you know, uh, every character, and um, you know, Bernardo. And, Bernardo was great. Bernardo, and I, what, what I said about Ansley Olgort was like, it's kind of like my thoughts on Godfather 3. I've never thought Godfather 3 was a terrible movie. The problem is it's next to two masterpieces. And that's how I kind of felt about Ansel Elgort. Was Great. Like he Great can point. sing. He can dance. Yep. He can act. Um, he is a movie actor right. in a cast full of, like, Tony winners and nominees Great point. And, and stage actors. Yes. And so he's, like, he's good, but the problem is that he's next to six people that are brilliant. Right. And so that Great was point. my thing. Yeah. And, but but it's like I wasn't, wasn't, like, sitting there with Russell Crowe and Les Mis, like, Oh my God, no. what are they doing? No, no, like, no. No, it, he, no. Can, he can do the part. It's just that everybody else, it's and even so Rita Moreno, is so great. And he's got so many scenes with Rita Moreno. And it's and just like, I don't care riff, who you are. Riff, riff, riff was great. Yeah, yeah. It's like, I don't care who you are. If you're on screen with Rita Moreno, yeah. you're going to be looking at Rita Moreno. That's right. You know? Yeah. And, yeah. and then you feel the same about Rachel Zegler, by the way. Yeah. At yeah. the end, like just the second she shows up, because it is a who is this. And yeah. then you're like, because. That's answered very quick. When you ask yourself, who is this? Your answer right away goes, that's Maria. That's Maria. Immediately. Yeah. She's that good. Um, yeah, she's okay. Great. We got a lot to talk about with the champ here. We got, uh, we have so much. And before we do it, ladies and gentlemen, I got to tell you guys, once again, I have been devouring Magic Spoon. I have been devouring. Have you tried this yet? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Dan, I love Magic Spoon. And I'll tell you why. Because growing up for everybody, cereal was one of the best parts of being a kid. Everybody gives it up at one point or another, or they think that they should because it's just full of sugar and it's junk that you, you shouldn't eat. I was trying to cut down on carbs and sugar and healthy food. I didn't know what I wanted to do as far as snack went because uh, you can't eat anything good anymore. I've tried the protein shakes and the powder. Now it's a finally a delicious way to get protein before and after workouts. And everybody tries to eat better. Breakfast doesn't have to be boring. Magic Spoon has amazing flavors that you love, but without all the bad stuff. This is what they have. Zero grams of sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein, and only four net grams of carbs in each serving. There's only 140 calories in each serving. It is keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, low-carb. The variety pack, four flavors, cocoa, fruity, frosted, peanut butter. I have now done two things. I don't know how you eat these, Dan, but like I, I, I crush these cereal boxes. Like I, put, I, I mix them. I do, the, oh. I do the chocolate and the peanut butter first. All right. Last night, I did the, uh, I did the fruity and the frosted together. Okay. I've, I'm a big chocolate peanut butter person in general. But I love this frosty and, uh, and, and fruity thing together. It is really good, and it's tasty. It makes the milk taste yummy. I love it. Go to magicspoon.com slash big thing. Grab a variety pack. Try it today. And be sure to use the code BIGTHING at checkout and save $5 off your order. Magic Spoon's so confident in their product, it's backed with 100% happiness guarantee. If you don't like it for any reason, they're going to refund the money and no questions asked. you got to get your next delicious bowl of guilt-free cereal. MagicSpoon.com slash BIGTHING. Use that code, though. Big thing. Save $5 off. Thank you so much to Magic Spoon for sponsoring this episode. All right. Let's move on over here. I'm standing here with... Uh, Dangerous Dan Merle. Um, well, let's just get into this Apollo thing. 
Yeah. You, you and I immediately felt exactly the same way. House of Gucci. Were you anticipate? Were you looking forward to this movie? I thought, because you know, I, I when I'm reviewing a movie, I try not to. Uh, mm-hmm. I try. Yeah, I'll take oh, a little thank you. Thank you. Uh, when I'm reviewing a movie, I try not to read too much of that initial stuff because I want to go in with a clear mind. But mm-hmm. sometimes it's one of those movies that, like, I just open Twitter and it's a wall of stuff. Right. And I, I it was all over the map. Like I saw some people was like, it's the Godfather. And some people were just like, it's a train wreck. Um, so it, it really was good because I went in like not knowing what yeah. to expect. Yeah. And the first hour of the movie, I was like, I love this movie. Yeah. And then and then the, and then we hit the Jared Leto part of the movie and I immediately He really he really bothered you. He stops the movie dead in its tracks. Okay. See for me. Okay. I, I, I a lot of people was like, Oh, he was the highlight, but I think it's a lot of people that didn't like the movie. Like for me, I was digging the movie. Yeah. And then he derailed the whole train for and you. It okay. never got back. All See, the way on track for me. I, not not as strong for me. I, I we share we share the same sentiment that he's playing Luigi in this thing, and he is he is a he is a Saturday Night Live character yes. in a in a serious film. Yes. Um, and I think you said it best when you was like it's kind of like a look at me performance as opposed to everyone else. I think Adam Driver and Lady Gaga are kind of trying to build the ensemble yeah. and make. And I mean, they're work. larger than life, but yeah. like he's just like I, I forgot about everyone else in the scene and not in a good way when he came on screen because it's just like he looks lucky. When I was talking to Roke again about this one, Roke was like, ah, but he looks. If you watch an interview with this Paolo guy, mm-hmm. they look the same and they sound the same. I don't know which Paolo he's looking at because <laughs> I looked at Paolo Gucci. He, he wasn't doing like that. Oh, oh, oh! He wasn't doing that. He was, he was, he sounded fine, and he didn't have that floppy, ridiculous bald yeah. head going on and whatever. Yeah. I mean, it was. I don't know. And that's a Ridley Scott thing too, because Ridley Scott approved it. But that being said, he didn't bother me as much as he bothers you because I think that there was a point of it where I was just like, okay, he's definitely in like in a different movie, but. I can go it, and then we just move through. But he just he just took you out of it completely. Yeah, because yeah. like, I've gone okay. I'm going to say uh, my words are like this, uh, but then I'm going to go up here. Uh, why I go? Uh, why you going to do this to me? It's so good. And it really does sound exactly I like have, him. I have my design for the new suit for the Gucci. It's almost like Adam Sandler. It, it is a hundred percent. Oh, I don't. Why I don't you going to do go there? I don't do it. This is uh, my masterpiece. <laughs> and even I got like, to piece in the radiator. And even like when it, like when he's doing coverage, like the coverage, he's like doing weird faces and stuff. It's like every second yeah. that he's on camera, it's like the most just like a pay attention to me. It does seem and that way. Like, well, so so he's so you told me before he's he's really getting buzzed for this for this role. Yeah, he is. I don't get he it. He is a hundred percent getting get buzzed for this role. I don't get it. I think I I never understand award season though. To be honest with you, it's like I'm glad. When the movies come out of certain things, like, and that's another reason I'm glad that you're on the show because I wanted, like, there's a lot of movies. I have a lot of the screeners, a lot mm-hmm. of things, but there's certain things. Just because Netflix is so in the game now and they have so many movies and there's so much that I don't even know what the hell to watch anymore. I did watch, I watched King Richard. Yep. You great. Loved it. Loved it. Thought it was great. Thought he was, it was funny because I watched Tick, Tick, Boom first. Loved it. As did I. And I said, oh, Garfield's got it. Yeah. Then I watched King Richard. Fifteen minutes in, I said, "Whoops, sorry, Garfield." I think I watched them on the same day. Did and you? I was like, "Will Smith's amazing," and then I watched Tick, Tick, Boom, and I was like, "Andrew Garfield's amazing." It's so good. that they're both like so right. good. I, I I would give it to Will Smith over Garfield at the moment. Um, who else is being talked about for best actor? Well, there's Benedict Cumberbatch. 
For what? Power of the Dog. I never saw I, 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 I have it. Is it good? I what the hell is it about? It's like the, it's like the leader in the clubhouse right Th- now. That's the leader? Like All right. Jane Campion and like, I, let me tell All you, right, you mentioned Netflix. Down. Yeah. I, you know, I'm, 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 if you don't know, I moved. I'm, I'm in Arkansas now. Yes. And it's been a little tough with I was wondering why I didn't get an invite to the house. And I was like, oh, I, he must not be here anymore. Yeah. It's it's exactly. <laughs> it's been a little tough with screenings. Yeah. Like we've made like five trips to Dallas. Yeah. To uh, like we had to go to what Dallas to see West Side Story. Like listen, okay. it's the first world problem. Where I'm not you, gonna, you went where? To Dallas. Dallas. It's it's four. It's five hours one way, and we go the wow. back and up the same day because that's where that's, that's where, where the screenings that's where the screenings are. are. Holy man! And listen, I, I I knew that going in. I'll yeah. do what I got to do. Right. Um, Netflix has been the only studio. Every one of their contenders, they're screening in Little Rock. Oh, wow. They're making sure that people get out to see this. So Power of the Dog actually was supposed to go see. Uh, I, it was a Monday, so Charge okay. ran, o- ran over. And, of course, it's the like the leader. So I didn't get a chance to see it. So I got to catch up on that, hopefully this weekend, because I got to vote in one of my critics' things. This is why I have stuff. you on the show, because I have to do the same, and um, I need to know what to watch these days, because I'm not as caught up as I used to be. Well, that's the other thing, is like all of these voting deadlines are so early. Yeah. Like All these critics, I see there's critics groups today, like New York film critics. And I think we're in the same one, so, so we're in the same one, so I think I need to I need to know when my when the, the, yeah. the BFCA, right? Yeah, I don't so know when the deadline is. I haven't, <laughs> have you gotten anything? I no, haven't gotten no, anything. Yeah, I don't know when the but deadline is. Power of the Dog, I need to see. Okay. But oh, you haven't seen that one. I haven't seen it yet. All right. But there's so many that are coming out. I, I I'm telling you one that's a sleeper. We got. I saw it. It's coming out on Netflix at Christmas. Don't look up. Which one's that? It's Adam McKay's new movie. Oh, okay. With Leo and Jennifer Lawrence. Oh yeah, you saw Jonah it. Hill. Yeah, is it great? It. It's I loved it. Great, yeah. Because I'm looking forward subtle. to that one. You think it's sleeper? It's not subtle. Okay. But I think it'll hit with a lot of people. Okay. And, and it's not getting a lot of buzz right now because um, not everyone has seen it. Right. I, I don't think a lot of the critics have even seen it. Because it yeah. just screened last week. No, and they had that Sandra time. Bullock one that just came out, right? Or coming out. Yeah, that one I don't know. About. No one knows yeah, about. But, but but this but the Leonardo DiCaprio one I really want to see. He was great. Okay. Everyone's great. I laughed more in that movie than I have in any movie all year. Is it a full comedy or it's more like the, the It's a, a comedy and a satire. Okay. And again, it's not a subtle satire. Yeah. It's obviously born out of a lot of frustration over the past year and a sure. half. Sure. But I laughed more at, at that movie than I have any movie this year. One of my favorite movies. All right, that's good to know. So that one's that one's to check out. All right, so it's, on the list, so yeah. don't look up Power of the Dog. Power of the Dog. So Benedict Cumberbatch, Andrew yeah. Garfield, Cody Smith Wilson. McPhee for uh, supporting actor for Power of the Dog. Okay, like now is the leader. He's like the number so one his, guy. What is this about? This movie. I don't know. You don't know either. Okay. Know. You just you just heard. Okay. All right. I tried to go in blind, so I was so pissed that I missed the screening because like that was like way at the top well, of my screener list. Screener came yesterday for BFCA, so you should get it soon. Yeah, I'm just not at home. So it's like, but it's out too, though. Now, Power of the Dog came out on Netflix this week. Oh, it so did. You can watch, so it, on you watch it on Netflix right now. Okay. So wow, I got to, I got to see it. I got to see it. I know that some people. I saw Snyder tweet. He's like, "No way in hell this is going to win anything. It's boring and it's long." But you, you know, never know Snyder, with him. Snyder. Sometimes he's, he nails he's, it. Yeah, sometimes, sometimes he's on Mars. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, but the, you know, Jane Campion is like the leader for director, and okay. Cody Smith McPhee and Cumberbatch. Like okay. that's like the big one I haven't seen yet. Um, but you never know these, these movies that are front runners early and then they fade. What I love about this season, this yeah. award season, is last year I think because not as many movies came out, and also right. because of the weird February thing. Right. Last year, like Nomadland came out in like September at Toronto. Yeah. And like that was it. Like the whole award season was like it's going to be Nomadland. Right. You get to the end of the no, year, it's going right, to be Nomadland. Right. You get to the Oscars. It's Nomadland. Right. This year, there's not a movie. Even though Power of the Dog, a lot of people are saying like, oh, yeah, I mean, it's like there's not one. I don't think there's one category where people are like, this person's winning. Right. That, I love that. It could go anywhere. It could go, it could go anywhere. Because House of Gucci is probably going to get nominated. Maybe. I, I don't mind the movie. 
I mean, ten movies. Or I mean, eight again, movies? I liked it. Yeah, but it's it's it. But I, I best picture. Uh, I don't know. But like, so best actress. Uh, best actress, about? Lady Gaga's in in the mix. Yeah, Lady Gaga's in the mix. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm trying to think. I mean, right now Rachel Zegler's not getting up. She's climbing. Yeah, she's climbing because people are seeing the West. You That's think, the other thing. You think like, West Side Story is getting nominated for Best Picture? I think so. Okay. All these, pro- you know, like, and I get that you have this whole awards industry, and they've been prognosticating for like six weeks now. Yeah, but yeah. the problem is nobody's seen these movies. Right. Now people are starting to see them, and I think West Side Story, especially coming out at the end of the year for the Oscars, especially. Yeah. I it's just like it is that return to like that movie magic, and yeah. so I I certainly hope that it's going to get a lot of awards uh, attention. And honestly, I think. I love so many of the movies that have won Best Picture. But let's be honest. Like, they're not crowd pleasers. A lot of them, yeah. Nomadland yeah, sure. is not a crowd pleaser. Moonlight, Million dollar baby. film. Not, you know, yeah. it's it's like, I'm not saying that these movies shouldn't have won. Yeah. They should have won. It's just the way that it's worked out. I think the Oscars need a Best Picture winner that is like a crowd favorite that a bunch of people have seen. Yeah, well, I think that West Side Story could be that movie. It's it's still, though, even but even West Side Story, though, doesn't end pretty. No, but it's got a lot of it's got a lot of themes. It's but you walk out, you the music yes. and the cinematography, it's yes. great acting. It's yes. like it, it's it's something that I think you know people are going to re- rediscover what they love about sure. movies. Whereas like I love Belfast. Belfast was a great movie. Didn't if Belfast that. won Best Picture, I would be so happy because it's a great movie. But it's another one of those movies that's going to be like the movie fans like it and the critics like it. It's not even that it's dark. It's just not. Like one of those big movies, like ninety yeah. percent of the audience, movie going audience isn't going to see it because it's just not that kind of a movie. They should, but they're not gonna. I think the Oscars need to find a movie that's like people can watch the show and root for it, right? You know, like they did with Return of the King or Titanic or those movies right, because right. the show is, is is hemorrhaging, and part of it is that studios aren't putting the kind of money behind movies that can win Best Picture. Yeah. You know, I love Marvel movies. Not many of them. Uh, not many of them worthy of a best picture nomination. No, and that's none of them gonna win ever. No, no, the, 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 and it's the, not, never let it happen. They'll ne- yeah, even if it's never the, even if it's the best movie. Yeah. they'll never let it happen. And that actually goes into another conversation I want to have with you in a second about uh, that I've had before, but I want to get your points of view on it with streaming versus theaters and all that. Yeah. And we'll get to it in just a moment too. But the more important thing is question is how you guys are wiping your butts. It's, it's very important mm-hmm. and. And if you want to do it the right way and you also want to be a nice person, what I want to do is I want to give my family and my friends something more memorable than just a gift card because that's what you're thinking about doing. Don't do that. This holiday season, you want to get something good. It can be very tough sometimes to think of a meaningful gift, and I want to be able to get something you know useful, but you also want to do something unique. They don't see it coming. Hello, Tushy Bidet. That ticks all the boxes. If you're buying for a lot of family members, Hello Tushy Bidets are a great gift for your eco-conscious cousin, your neat freak sister, your farty dad, or anyone who poops. You know who that is? That's everybody. Apparently, everybody poops. They wrote a whole book about it. They did. They did write a book about it. They should be writing books about Hello Tushy, Dan, because everybody deserves a clean while contributing to a healthier planet. It is the gift that keeps on giving. It's Hello Tushy. It cleans your butt way better than wiping it cuts your toilet paper down by your use by 80%. You save trees and all the thousands of gallons of water used to convert them into toilet paper. And it comes with a book full of poop jokes. That's the seller right there. Oh. My Reading butt. material too? That's what you get. You get it's, a, the, it's, the, it's a holistic bathroom experience. It, it really is. And this thing, I felt classy using this thing. I feel French. I feel English. I don't feel like my 
my Queens, New York self anymore. I, I don't. Because you know what? This is what Hello Toshi Bidets do. They wash your bum with, with fresh water for a way better clean than toilet paper. It's a simple spray, and then you pat dry. It attaches to your existing toilet, and there's no electrician, no plumber needed. It installs in less than eight minutes, and it cuts down your toilet paper use by 80%. You save money and paper waste. Make the restroom your best room with your complete Tushy system. Join the millions of happy Hello Tushy customers right now who will take care of their U-logs the dignified way. So give that gift of a clean butt to yourself or your loved ones this holiday season, and you'll get 10% off, plus free shipping right now at hellotushy.com slash big thing. Go ahead and tag me. Not a picture of your butt, but tag me and Hello Tushy on social media so that we can celebrate your clean butt. That's hellotushy.com slash big thing. 10% off and free shipping. Do it. And let the English see you do it. What's that from, Dan? Braveheart, right? That's right. See, you can't, you can't stump this guy. Um, the English. The English. Let them see you do it. So going into this streaming conversation, what I've been saying is that I think that there's so many purists out there, and understandably so, and whether it's a, a Ridley Scott on the, on the high side of thing or people who just like to watch movies, critics that we were talking about before. The evolution of the industry, like any other industry, has now geared itself that the theater is really meant for blockbuster films because of what streaming is able to do. When the theater experience was the theater experience at its height, let's say, let's say, not necessarily in the height, but let's say in the 70s and the 80s, you didn't have TVs like this. You didn't have sound systems. You didn't have Netflix. You didn't have all these different ways to. You did four networks on a little box TV. So why yeah. in the world would you want to watch anything on this crappy television when you could go to the theater and watch the big thing? And a movie star was royalty, and a movie star. Everybody with a TikTok account now is a famous person. Yeah. So it's such a different world now that kids growing up, it doesn't matter that what how that if they to them spectacle is the blockbuster so that's how they're going to see it i know it pains people to, to, to hear it yeah but when i i don't need to see i like i did see house gucci in the screening i but I, but i was invited to the screening and i went and saw it i west side story so i don't know if i'm paying for those movies yeah. to go i i think that west side story was an experience you should see in the theater that's one that i would say i i would be uh I, I know, know I know, but yeah. but people aren't going to be shelling out dollars. It's like if you have a chance to see, you know, Spider Man in the theater, yeah, or West Side Story, you ain't seeing West Side Story in the theater. You 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 can see it in the you can see it once it hits screen, and I can't wait to show it like to my daughter and and watch it back here with her, and and she's going to watch it, watch it. But I I know how much you enjoy film. I know how much of a student of film you are. Where do you stand on the fact that like what the theater experience is now? Uh, you know, as opposed to like the streaming and what streaming has done to the business. I mean, it's a complicated conversation yes. because I, I believe now and, and, you know, probably always will. I, I think that the best way to see any movie, if it was made for the big screen, right. And most directors still are making it for the big screen is on a big screen. COVID complicates it. Yeah. Because there's people that don't feel safe. There's people that can't go. Right. I understand that. Uh, it sucks. It sucks. It's a, that's where we are. When people say, like, do you think that COVID, you know, killed the 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 screen? I, I think that it put the foot in the accelerator by probably about three or four years. But yeah. I think we'd be where we are now in, two, you know, 2024, 2025. Um, it, it, it's, it's weird because there's so many movies like, you know, you take a movie like The Power of the Dog. Right. Or you take a movie like uh, Tick, Tick, Boom, for example. Yeah. 
Tick, tick, boom. We saw it happen within the Heights. Yeah. Nobody wants to see it. Right. And I think even looking, I, I don't think it was necessarily COVID related. I think fewer people saw it, but I think musicals it, it was, is a tough, a tough sell in general. Sell. Yeah. Tick, Netflix, by making Tick, Tick, Boom and putting it out, Netflix put that movie in more people's living rooms than it ever would have been in Yeah, without Netflix. Right. Right. That people can just click it and watch it. And maybe who knows how many people are actually going to, are going to discover musicals or see this Andrew Garfield performance. So that's a positive. Yes. That's objectively, that's a positive. Um, I think when you're making a movie for Netflix as a filmmaker, then I'm a little more in favor of it because you're on that, you're on that page from the beginning. You know, you know what the deal is, which is that you're going to get a, some of them are, you're going to get a limited theatrical release. Not many people are going to go see it. Even if a bunch of people do, no one's going to know about it because Netflix isn't going to release the numbers because they don't, which is a box office guy drives me freaking nuts. (laughs) Um, But you know that that's made, you know, the, the, the gray area for me is things like the HBO max stuff, which thankfully we're rotating out of this year. See, I'm on a, I'm on a different side, but I'll, we'll get into that. That for me is like, you, it's like, you know, you're welching on a deal. It's like, you know, Denny Villeneuve made Dune under the assumption that, well, that's a different, that, that's a different thing, but that's different. But but I also think that, I I think that eventually we're going to go to a bit of a hybrid strategy. Like I think 30, 30 days out or something. Well, I mean, the the theatrical window now is basically cut in half. It's now 45 days. It's two weeks for some movies, which again is fine. Like focus features, there's smaller movies. If you want to put that in front of people, a premium video on demand after two weeks, it's not a movie that's going to do a bunch. It's not going to step on anyone's toes really. Um, I, you know, so I think that we're revolutionizing it, but I think we're going to go to to more exclusives for some movies and and short forty five day theatrical windows for yeah, other ones. So yeah. I don't think a movie like Dune is going to ever not play on a big screen. Right. So where I stand on HBO Max, I agree with you that that whoever you're making a deal with needs to be aware of what that yes. deal is going into it. There, there's no argument there. I'm on the same page with you there. I am not on the same page with a lot of people. When it comes to the strategy, of, like HBO Max, I love the idea that it comes out same day. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the, the director has to be on board, whoever has to be on board when, when you're going into the deal. Yes. But I always try to show, tell people who aren't parents and who are like, in that family side of things that it is very hard. If I don't go to a screening, like my wife never gets to go to the movies. Right, she's never get never gets a chance. Like you know, date yeah. night every once in a while, but she likes to see all this stuff. So it's been great for her. To be able to see like King Richard when it came out on the day up for, uh, are they did they re did they take back like Matrix was supposed to come out is Matrix still coming out on they're all see the problem is that the whole thing with Denny Villeneuve was uh, you know they said like well are they gonna are they gonna take it off so it's not premiering day and date and they can't do that because they advertised from the beginning right. of the year all of our movies well, so they can't well I know so it's but that's gonna be yes for all day those and date. but the latest like I don't know if it, it said trailer number two but then it turned to be mm-hmm. a TV trailer for Matrix. Yeah. At the end of it, it says available only in theaters. Now, I don't know if that was the the, the Japanese trailer that came out afterwards. That that maybe, maybe that yeah. maybe that it's just there. I don't know because HBO Max. But either way, I like the idea that it comes out day of because there's certain movies that I can go and I can see. However, if it turns out to be 30 days afterwards, I'm on board. I don't like the Disney Plus model of I'm already subscribed and and I also have to pay $30 that's 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 leeching off your audience yeah that's leeching off your audience if I if I, I what I do understand and like is let's say so I don't know uh Shang-Chi comes out yeah Shang-Chi comes out and they say all right look we're going to put it after 30 days it's going to be on Disney plus but 
we're also going to make it available. If you don't, if you're not subscribed to Disney Plus, then you can go buy it for twenty or thirty dollars on uh, on on Amazon. Right. Right. Which is roughly kind of what they're already doing. And, yeah, but yeah. but but they're also charging their Disney Plus subscribers. Right. Why am I subscribed to your service then? Right. Don't do that to me. Like that's like that's that. There's no reason for that. It's like that's what I like about HBO Max. You're on board. Then you get the benefits. Yeah, it's like plus. Well, no, then you get to unlock it earlier. Eat shit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, like, <laughs> I think that I think we're gonna go transition to a place where there are gonna be movies that have a window of exclusivity. That's what HBO is gonna move toward, yeah. toward next year. I yeah, think. Is, I think so too. And there's gonna be more, probably more movies that they make with the understanding up front. This is gonna premiere only on HBO Max. Right. There's gonna be a smaller number of movies that are in theaters, and as, as a big as a Big screen guys, guy who prefers to watch movies in a theater. I I, I can be comfortable with that. Yeah. If you if you allow people the option for some amount of time so that if you want to go see it on the big screen, you can, and yeah. obviously when it's safe, et cetera. Yeah. I, I, I'm okay with that. I, it's, I, I've sort of come around a little bit. It's it's sort of like the, you know, whatever, stages of grief. I'm at, I'm at acceptance. Right. I, I, and I understand that the world is going to change. So for me, it's pretty much my best case scenario is if we can get to these studios, they agree with certain directors, we will give you this window of exclusivity. And by the way, there's some movies like Spider-Man No Way Home. Got to see that in the theater. There is no yeah. financial model that makes sense right. for Disney to put that yeah. exclusively because, and we've seen this, Yes, you are taking home more of the uh, money from the streaming than, than from selling a movie ticket, but you are tanking it because it is pirated instantly. Yeah. And if there's any country that it has not opened in, right. it will, it, I mean, Jungle Cruise came out in China and made $2. Yeah. Because it, people have been able to watch it for months. Right. Uh, and so uh, th there are some movies like Spider-Man No Way Home. I think that the theatrical model is the best financial model Agreed. for that movie. I agree with you. And I think that that's also why going into the beginning of it, of, uh, of this whole conversation, was that there are just the spectacle movies that should be seen in the theaters in general, yeah. right? And then right now, those, whether it changes in 10, 15 years, who knows? But it's Marvel, it's DC, it's Star Wars. I mean, and with Star Wars, the 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 push, you know, on Star Wars where I've been saying it, and I don't know where, where you stand on it, is that for me, I don't really care about seeing a Star Wars movie in the theater right now. Because mm -hmm. Star Wars, to, I think that Marvel has a different approach right now. Because Marvel has essentially made a television show on the big screen for the last, what, uh, 14 years, whatever it was, since starting with Iron Man, whatever it was. Yeah. So... They have been doing that to where it's you're like, okay, this is the model that's built, and they have a full, clear plan. So every time you're watching it, it's episodic almost yeah. in a certain aspect. Um, Star Wars has really latched, latched onto that episodic through television. Yeah. And the building of the galaxy, of how big the galaxy is in Star Wars, is, benef is benefiting through long-form storytelling through Mandalorian. Obi-Wan is much better fitted for television in a six-hour movie, really, yeah. by Deborah Chow directing the whole thing. Um, as opposed to a what happened in the new trilogy, no plan, throwing things together, and it's, it's just a mess. But the Patty Jenkins movie was a movie... The Rogue Squadron movie was a movie that I was interested in seeing because mm -hmm. there's no predetermined expectations. There's no expectations of what you think is 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 supposed to happen or who needs to be in it. You can build out the same way you do with Mandalorian, but it's a one-off. Yeah, that to, to me is how I want to see Star Wars move forward. 
unless they wind up doing like Old Republic, three movies to set it off with a plan, yeah. and then that leads into a television series. That's how I think you make Star Wars work. But I don't need to see it in the theater right now. I think, you know, you always have to follow the market. And I really do believe most Marvel fans. Now, there's always going to be some people you give them an option to watch at home. They're going to be like, yes, that's what I want to do. Yeah. Understandable. I think if you go to most Marvel fans today and you said, would you rather see Spider-Man No Way Home for the first time at home by yourself or with like one or two other people or in a theater with 200 other yeah. excited, like juiced up Marvel fans on opening night. I think that most MCU fans would say, I want to see it in a the theater with oh, a bunch yeah. of other people. Cause I want to see, are these, are these guys in it? Are they not in it? Who's, what do we don't, what Reactions do we don't, I want to cheer. I want to, yeah. you know, and I think people feel that way about Avengers Endgame yeah. the same way. Yeah. But I think if you go to somebody, it's like, would you rather watch King Richard at home or in the theater? They'll go like, I don't, I don't care. I don't, Can I watch it at home? Especially Great. Especially the casual fan. Yeah. Especially the casual fan. And not just the Marvel fan. Right. Like, and I always bring up my friend, John Pinto. He he's not in our bubble. Loves movies. Yeah, probably d didn't even know we wanted had a TV show coming out until I told him like, last time I saw him a month ago. Yeah, he's gonna King Richard probably doesn't even know what it is. If I called him and told him to watch it, he'll watch it and love it. But like, where do I go to see it? Oh, you can watch it on HBO Max. Great. But what about what? But what do you? But what do you really want to see? I'll yeah. probably watch that Spider Man movie. That'll probably go see in the theater. Exactly. Because that's that's how it's built right now. The only thing that I would ask as a fan of the big screen experience is I understand the people that want to watch it at home. Right. I get it. Crowds do suck. They're awful. Theaters don't enforce anything. Um, I, the, the, the theatrical experience is a, a shadow of what it once was. Right. I understand that. Uh, my, the compromise I would ask is allow those of us just like t a two-week window yeah. to get the movie first. Yeah. And then you can watch it at home, but like I just, I would only hope that the streaming folks understand that there needs to be enough of an exclusivity window for people to watch things theatrically, so that there's still a choice. I agree. So that it makes financial sense for some movie theaters to still operate and be open, so that the Vista here in LA, which is a great theater, a lot of history, can still yeah, keep their do lights their on and keep their doors yeah. open, and just understand that there's people that want that and and be okay with even if it's a week or two weeks that those folks are going to get it first for some movies because that's just how that movie is coming out. Right. You know, instead of just being like, I want everything now and I want it my way and I want it at home and I don't want it any other way and I don't want anyone else to have it any other way. It's like, well, then you you're just, just being it's an instant, asshole. But it's I'm sorry. It, right. And it's, it's, you, it's been, and it's like this instant thing that everybody has yeah. now. I want I want, I can get it right now. I can just turn it on and stream it. And that's, but right. there's so much material though, too. That's another reason why that's the thing that hurts some of this stuff that, that comes out because there's just, why am I going to spend $15 to see this movie when I can stay home with the subscription that I pay for and yeah. watch something pretty big um, and all these other shows? But before we get into that, I do want to talk yeah. to you because we got you for, uh, for a little bit more. Um, I want to talk to you about, let's see if you've been watching Hawkeye. Um, getting, uh, some, I want to hear your thoughts on Spider-Man because we kind of briefly touched about it. And yeah. I definitely want to talk to you about Jurassic, mm -hmm. um, the new one. I, uh, very curious on how you're going to think about that. And yeah. before we do, one last thing, everybody, um, which is great. It's FitBot. And I've talked to you guys about FitBot many times over, and I'm getting a lot of messages that a lot of you are trying FitBot, and I love that. I love that. And, he, and for people, what is FitBot? You don't want to repeat the same exercises over and over and over again because if you do, you lose sight of your progress, and it just kills your motivation. Don't get stuck doing the same workout. You got to make progress towards the future and the future you. And what that does, what it means, is you got to overcome new challenges. What does FitBot do? It creates a fitness program that continually adapts with new exercises and dynamic intensity that adjusts to how you're progressing. 
So you'll start being challenged, and you'll meet your goals at your own pace. Perfection, ladies and gentlemen, is an illusion. But there is always a higher level to strive for that looks different for everyone, especially when it comes to fitness. There is no perfect body that everyone can achieve. But what we can do is continually become a better version of ourselves. No workout is one size fits all. FitBot creates a fitness program that continually adapts to you so you stay challenged with new exercising, pacing, and intensity based on where you care and where you want to be. So for me, what I love about this app is that you can take Taylor out. Have you tried this thing yet, FitBot? I have not. you got to try it, Dan. It's I'm, really, I'm, it's, I, my New Year's resolution, is, as always, is to get in better shape. Well, do this because what's so great about this, you can actually pick workouts that are tailored to whatever like equipment you have, whatever goals that you have. The app has a very clear and very easy um, to follow instructions. And the thing I really like about it a lot, it, it balances out muscle groups and you're like recovered like that. Um, so for me... I've I, I I've been going to the screens that I do. Maybe it's because people haven't seen me in two years, but they go, "Oh my gosh, you look like you lost weight. You look like you've been you've been fit." Well, it's, it's to me, I feel like I'm getting stronger. I feel like I'm getting faster, and it helps because of the personal training. I normally get bored of workout routines or a week or two in, uh, but Fitbod to me it keeps it fresh. Fitbods help me work out every muscle group without overworking any of them. So. Here's what the is FitPod, they, they understand that the path to achieving your best look, it looks different for everyone. The algorithm uses data and analytics to help you build on your last workout to maximize your results. FitPod workouts are balanced to avoid uh, overworking muscles with varied exercises to keep you sharp. The personalized training for everybody can be tough on the budget, but FitPod, $12.99 a month. It's like $79.99 a year. Sign up now, you get 25% off your membership. Pick up the pace on your fitness journey with FitBod today and your future self. It will thank you. 25% off your membership. FitBod.me slash SEN live. i to try that FitBod. $12.99. That's, that's the price of one of those movie tickets. You don't have to buy it anymore. <laughs> it's, no, no. You can watch everything at home. And you feel better about some, some of these movies. You come out going, oh, I just feel like I ate like a whole bucket of popcorn. You're like, oh, why did I do oh, it? Yeah. Not a FitBod. FitBod, you're going to be feeling good. It's always fun watching a Thor movie sitting there in my meanness and watching Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> like, oh, man. Well, it depends. Watch him in Endgame. You'll feel better. That's true. That's true. Use the everyman. Um, speaking of Marvel and speaking of that, so what are you, have you been watching Hawkeye? I'm, I'm one behind because okay. uh, Wednesday was our travel day. We flew okay. here uh, last week on Wednesday, and we were up all night, like, packing and getting all that stuff. So I'm, I haven't seen three. I saw the first two. Right. Um, so I got to uh, I gotta catch up. Okay, I so catch up. I am right now, I am, um, I'm three. I, I got all three. Mm-hmm. I got all three the, in, the, in the can. Um, so, out of, and, and I'll explain after I say this, but out of all the series so far, it's my least favorite. Um, I think the chemistry is great between the two of them. Yeah, I love Haley Steinfeld. I love and Ren, Renner's good in this one. one. Um, I just there's certain things about it. Like the first episode, I had I did have I mean, people mistook what I was saying here too. Like there's there's a lot of characters that that this happens to in movies, but it always bothers me. They explain well that yeah. five years old, she is uh, she learned uh, whatever it was karate, All whatever this stuff. Every, archery, everything, everything. everything. She, so and she was and she she knew it. Yeah. My problem wasn't that she knows how to fight very well. My problem is that the second she puts on the Ronin costume, she's flipping off of cars. Mm-hmm. She's fighting gangsters and like, oh, she got hit before. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about how accepting she is of just like, I'm in it. Mm-hmm. I'm in it. And there was no like, you know, it just like th- then what I will say in episode three, 
there's a character that they introduce that I won't ruin it for you, but they actually explain very similar to Kate Bishop. Right. But they show you why and how she is as accepting and what she came up with. So when she's doing it, I'm going, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. She's great. This character they introduce in three, phenomenal. Right. Um, so, and I think that there's just so, there's a little, like the, 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 tr- the tracksuit gang or whatever, you either love them or you think they're really goofy. Yeah. I'm finding them to be a little too goofy for me. They were goofy in the first two. They're yeah. goofy in the third as well. Yeah. And it's like, there's, it's, it's like, I can't take them serious because they're basically just there for a gag. Yeah, it, it, these these are always tough because, you know, I, I review some of them week to week. I probably would be reviewing Hawkeye week to week yeah. if I weren't because I'm traveling this Wednesday, too. Yeah. So I'm probably going to be two behind. Where are you going next? Home. Oh, you're going home. Yeah. Back, you're going back. Yeah. Okay, so, so staying with a full week? It's full week, yeah. Um, so I, you know, I, I, when you're reviewing week to week, it's like, it's like watching a movie and reviewing it 15 minutes at a time. It's, it's tough. It's really yeah. hard. Um, the first two I actually liked, you know, Loki through the first five, I think, or however many episodes is my favorite by far. And then I didn't think it quite stuck the landing, but I love Loki. What I like about Hawkeye is I think it changes things up, or at least the first two episodes, it changed things up a little bit because I, I, to, to one degree or another, I enjoyed all the, the ones so far, but um, when you look at the lineup, like WandaVision, Loki, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, yeah. and What If, after most of those episodes are over, you're like, I need a drink. Yeah. I need to like go yeah. sit in a dark room alone for an hour and like contemplate the meaning of life. Right, right, it's like, right, those, right. that's some heavy stuff. There's some heavy stuff in it, it's true. And this one for me, when when I got that's the first point. two Hawkeyes down, I was just like, it's fun. I just, I don't feel like I've it's pizza. been through a philosophy class. Yeah. Like, I like the, I like, I, it's not that I mind the tones of those shows. I liked all of those yeah. shows to, 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 to some extent, some more, some less. Um, but this one felt more like, you know, okay, this one's a little lighter. It's yeah. Christmas. Yeah. You have yeah. the, the, It is goofy. It is silly. But I, I don't mind that tone because it, it sort of changes things up. I'm one of those people that thinks that they should have flip-flopped Eternals and Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I think Falcon and the Winter Soldier should have been a movie. I think Eternals should have been a TV show. Um, I think they both would have been better served by it. Hmm. Um, but, you know, I, I think that they're doing... The MCU is really weird right now because yeah. I think that they're sort of, for the first time since phase one, to me, they're sort of kind of reaching around, scrounging around for like, what, what are we doing? What are we doing? We've got multiverse here. Well, we've got Wanda over here doing her thing, but we've got Loki and the, and the timeline here. And I'm sitting there as a fan going like, what does any of this mean? Like, right. how do you, how is all of this going to ever come together um, so it's kind of nice to be watching a show where it's just like Hawkeye's in New York for Christmas and he wants to get home. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a great point. Um, I, like I said, I don't mind the show. Yeah. I just said if you had me rank them all together, yeah. it's just the one that I've – my wife loves it. And I think for exactly what you just said, exactly what you just said, it's just a kind of – she didn't watch Loki. She mm-hmm. didn't get into WandaVision. She liked Falcon and Winter Soldier. Um, but she just is – she she likes the just the, the back and forth, the fun – the goofiness of it and i think um it yeah it's it's not that i dislike it it's just i i like i don't know what it is maybe just getting older and and it's like this this i i love the loki stuff and i like to be able to lock into it but you mentioned the multiverse so let's just close it out with spider-man right as a box office guy with the tickets the way that they're going is this thing gonna be in the top five movies of all time i don't know about that okay i think that this is you know i mean Sadly, things change day by day. 
But as long as things hold roughly how they're holding right now yeah. outside of the theater right, uh, in the right, real world, right? Um, I the thing that I've been saying is I think that this is going to be the first post-pandemic movie in the sense that it's going to do as well as it would have done if nothing had happened. Um, so I think that this is going to be one of those movies when I'm looking at the numbers as a box office guy that I don't have to like qualify anything right. or say like, well, but it was in this or this amount of theaters or these theaters were closed or it was on this service or I think it's going to be, this is the movie. I think there's going to be a lot of movies that haven't been, people that haven't been in a theater since 2019. Yeah. They're going to walk into the theater for the first time to see this movie. This is the, that's, that's what, this is the first big movie, like real yes. big movie since. If, if things don't get worse between True. now and then, which they, right. It's, it, I hope they don't. Uh, but at the same time, I also think there's a point at which people are just going to have to are going to say, like, I've got to sort of do what I can and protect yeah. myself and yeah. others as best I can. But I also yeah, still got to live life, live life. Yeah. And, and this is the first movie that I think has got that mass appeal where a lot of people are just going to be like, uh, you know, and I hope that everyone does what's right for them and people should stay safe. And right. theaters need to make it safe and yeah. enforce guidelines. And if yeah. you're in a hot spot, then people should be doing what they need to do. Um, but I'm, this for me is like, I'm not going to say all time, but I think this is going to be the first movie since 2019 that we look at and we're like, it's just, this is just how it would always be. Yeah. Do you think it's going to deliver? You think it's going to be good? I hope so. Yeah. I hope so. It's a lot. Do you like the trailers? I do. I was actually really worried because it, it kind of reminded me of the Snyder cut thing. And it's not like the people, it's just that like before they put out the Snyder cut, like it, Warner, but like, I remember like Lorraine Warren died. Oh, and Warner Brothers right, put out like right. a tweet that's like remembering Lorraine Warren. She's the you know the and, and like all the only comments were release the Snyder cut and it's like there's a time and a place right uh, and there's things like that that Journal for Jordan movie came uh, the trailer came out for with Michael B Jordan that's coming yeah, out yeah and like it was like all the dislikes were on it and people were like where's my trailer for Spider Man and yeah. so I was worried that Sony was gonna like give like kind of bow to the pressure and like do the if there's a big reveal and we yeah. all know what that big reveal right. may or may not be right I was worried that they were gonna bow out of that pressure and, show and it. do it in that second trailer because they're like, oh, okay, fine. Right. I'm glad they didn't bow to that. I think it was smart because you still have that buzz going into the movie. I do too, but I think that at some there's point... There's a lot going on in this movie. Yes, I hope is. they're able to keep the thread. That's my only thing. Yeah, my... The I mean, the, the reveal, obviously, as everyone tells you, is, is Toby and, and Andrew, if, if, it, if it happens, right? If it happens. If I mean, it happens. Yeah. But the reason why... I, I agree with you. I don't think they should have showed it, but once the movie comes out and once people start talking about it, and depending on how it does opening weekend, it might because you because it might not need it. Yeah. But going back to the John Pintos of the world, mm -hmm. that if you start marketing with those guys, or at least to a Toby, if that happens, it's going to be in a TV ad on yeah. Saturday right. afternoon. Afternoon, yeah. I think so too. One hundred percent will be. Our last thing, I know you're a Jurassic Park guy. Yeah. Um, and I know how much you hated Jurassic World. Not a fan. Not a fan. Um, so the I didn't mind. The Jurassic World. What was that? Was it twenty fifteen? Jurassic World. Yeah. yeah. And then yeah. The, what was the second one called? Uh, Fallen Kingdom. That one was terrible. The, I, the, I didn't care for that one. The beginning of that movie was great. Yeah. The little that scene underwater. What a fun scene that was. And then it just all went downhill. It's not terrible. I hate that movie. No. Um, They're different, like me. <laughs> I, you know, I. Oh my god! Yeah, right. I forgot about Throw that. Throw her down there in the <laughs> gas room with the dinosaurs. Just kill this franchise <laughs> off once it's all. Well, on. see, but I. I wanted them this I'll tell you why I'm hopeful for it. Yeah. Because what I wanted from this franchise was ultimately what they're doing now. I wanted Planet of the Apes. Yes. And it Which looked they teased they, in the last one. They it was teased the last it in the last one. The stupid, but they should have done that 
How many parks do we have to go to? Yes. How many times do we do the same shit over and over this again? This is the movie I've been wanting to see in concept yeah. since they... It should have been the second movie. It's what Jeff Goldblum said yes. would happen. Yes. When like they that. got him for the two hours in the last movie he was <laughs> shooting. And, you know, yeah, but, yeah. It would, but even in the first movie yeah. where it's like eventually evolution takes over. And if you make these things, they're going to take over. Life finds a way. Yeah, life finds a way. So they, that's what I want to see. And I hope that's where we go with it. I hope yeah. the fact that we start to get into a place where it's essentially kind of like the po- post-apocalyptic. But the dinosaurs are, are, the, are, you know, the, thing that, are the zombies this yeah. time. You know, they're the ones that in this movie, they think, okay, we're trying to hunt them down. We're trying to get the dinosaurs. It ain't working. And by the second one, it's more and more. It's, it's just trying to survive humans in the dinosaur world. Yeah, that's how I. That's how you continue this franchise. But I agree. You, you, you're too afraid they're going to drop the ball. Well, yeah, I saw. I watched that prologue that they put out, yeah. and it's like, okay, you just been bit too many times. I've been bit too many yeah. times. And listen, I, I, I said. I go into every movie. I've said every Transformers movie. I've said, and I'm like, maybe this is the one. And hey, yeah. you know what? Bumblebee was. Bumblebee was Bumblebee the Transformers was movie. And, I sat and, down and, and, and then they like, got rid, like and then they movie. got rid of him because it didn't make enough money. Right, exactly. So well, that, that's the thing that I hate about the way that the studio thing yeah. is. Like they ran that dumb franchise into the ground for right. years. From right. the second movie on, they run that dumb franchise into the ground. Domestically, uh, Age of Extinction. Nobody went to see that piece of no. garbage. Everybody overseas went to see it. Domestically, people were like, "I'm tired of this shit." Yeah. Then they blame it on Travis. Then Knight they, then they put out Bumblebee yeah. to a franchise that they, through their own incompetence, yep. drove into the ground. Yep. And surprise, nobody went to see it. And they're like, "Well, people don't want anything different." It's they like, want Michael well, Bay it's because you dragged it through the mud for ten years. Yeah, it was bad. Yeah. Very um, bad choice. I I I will sit down for this new one, and I will be as hopeful as ever uh, when that logo comes up that this is going to be the Jurassic World movie that I like. Me too. All right, look. That prologue didn't, didn't I, instill a lot of confidence. It's, it's, again, I don't know if it's fine. maybe because I watched it with my kids. I didn't mind it. Yeah, I didn't mind it. Maybe it the second part of it, the first part of it was pretty cool. With all the dinosaurs in there. Dumb. They're playing it for last. Like those three people that are like, we're watching a movie while the T-Rex is behind us. It's like, it. are you stupid? I, like, I, 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 that I just, part of it. Yeah, I yeah, understand. Maybe they're just getting that all out of the way at the beginning and then everything's going to get awesome from there. I like some of the visuals and, well, either way, so much coming out. Yeah. Great, always great talking to you. Went Blast. Just like that. And if you also want to check out myself, Dan, and, and Ben Bateman from past Friday, we were on uh, the Movie Trivia Schmodown channel. You can check that out. And don't forget, Dan Merle just had a big match with John Roca. It was the second one-on-one match. You can see it if you didn't see it already on the SchmodownLive.com. You can get tickets still. The pay-per-view link is available. It was live. It was at the Globe Theater this past Saturday. All right. Thank you guys so much. Thank you to Dan Merle. Follow Dan also. Go to uh, Follow him at Merle Dan on Twitter. Yep. And your channel is Dan Merle. YouTube.com slash Dan Merle Movies. That's it. And so- you can also find uh, all the stuff that I do on YouTube. I have a podcast channel. So Spotify, Apple, uh, Audible, you name it. If you listen to podcasts, you can find me on there. If you prefer to listen, everything that I do on YouTube uh, is available as an audio uh, channel as well. Go do that because Dan just is, as you just heard for the last hour, he is a very, very brilliant film critic. I'm going to call him a critic. He is. Uh, and you should go over there and you should check out his stuff of what he does. A lot of fun videos, box office, obviously. And he just hit 100,000 subscribers recently. Congratulations Thank on that. You. So, uh, guys, and speaking of which, Go ahead and subscribe. Hit that button. Subscribe there. Hit the notification button. Very, very important to do just that. We have the rewatches of The Matrix that we're doing on this channel. This Friday, we're doing Animatrix, so make sure you are checking that one out. Um, Episode Wednesday with myself, Brett, and Steph. I can't promise another Santa Claus song, but maybe. Anyway, a lot of stuff going on, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much. Getting close to those holidays. Spider-Man right around the corner, everybody. All right, peace. Peace.